Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. I was on mute there. I knew that. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Dennis Dick, Mitch Hodge with you. Wrapping up the week this morning. A lot to get to on today's show. We're going to talk crypto being banned in Turkey. Uh, We're going to talk David Einhorn had a very insightful letter out yesterday. We're going to talk about that. We do have uh, some earnings this morning from Morgan Stanley. There's some uh, sports betting news I want to get to. We have an M&A deal. Uh, and two guests, Marcus Heikonner, which joins us at 8.35. He is, of course, the founder of Rockwell Trading, joins us every Friday. And Jason Rasnick will stop by at 9, CEO of Benzinga. Uh, first, a, a mea culpa on our part. There was actually somebody... We, we ran the Coinbase opening price contest a couple of days ago, and there was somebody that got the opening price on the button. Wow. Anthony Tucker <laughs> nailed it. He, yeah. he, wow. emailed, he emailed us with a screenshot, and you know what? He, he, his guest came in within the five-second delay window from when we cut it off and then when the cutoff actually oh, yeah. right? So Anthony Tucker, congrats to you. He nailed the opening price in Coinbase, so uh, I have sent him. Uh, shirt. Uh, we are up this morning. I need a shirt. I need a shirt right now because I'm wearing this uh, Bush Light shirt. Mitch passed it. He said he liked it. I was going to go change. He's got the heat on. I got the Bush Light shirt. It's the weekend coming. Options expiration. I might drink a Bush Light or two somewhere in the shirt. Okay. Okay. I give you a good old Tiger fist pump for that. <laughs> okay. All right, wait. Well, last thing I want to say uh, for now on the housekeeping front today is the last day to enter the pre market prep swag giveaway. Last day, don't miss out. Win up to $100 of Benzingas. We're not up to win $100 of, of Benzingas swag. Click on the link. That'll prompt you to do a few different things to enter the contest. One of the ways is to subscribe, one of the ways is to tweet about it, one of the ways is to enter the secret code, which is haircut. Speaking of which, Dennis, how are you doing today? shaved that's good oh, good i know i was starting to really get scruffy looking like the long hair is one thing but the long beard's quite another so i'm somewhat cleaned up but the haircut still needs to happen so i obviously it's been the code secret word all week so maybe this weekend i'll have the wife uh give me a buzz <laughs> we need to get that shirt that volatile puppies man those yeah. volatile puppies are out there i'm not sure how we express that in in shirt form but we'll figure it out we'll figure it out so, <laughs> Uh, Dennis, how was your day yesterday? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, it's always interesting. I mean, we have this market that is going two separate directions depending on which stocks you're looking at. 
And I want to show, um, if you have that visual, it comes from HF Major Tom on Twitter. He's a good follow. Give him a follow. Um, showing you what we've been talking about is that the SPAC, the growth, the high PE stuff has just not participated in this rally whatsoever. And look through these stocks. You can see stocks like Plug down 30% this month. Fuel Cell down 34% this month. XL Capital 25% fall. QS, which we've been talking about, which obviously is in the news here again this morning, down 22%. Nikola down 22%. Fisker, which I was out of for a while, but I rebought. So now I'm actually participating in the downside of this and I'm not short. So I'm actually losing some money here. Bought at 16. The thing's now at 13 and change. Um, it's down 20% the last month. Helion, Workhorse, Rye, these were darlings of 2020, and they are not the darlings of 2021. So, I mean, if your portfolio is full of these stocks, it's tough. I've got a couple of those stocks. Well, actually, I think I have one. I have Fisker. But it's been rough. You know, we know Marcus is in Ride. We're going to hear from Marcus later. I mean, there is some areas of this market that are in full bear markets. And then you look at the indices. And they're just relentless. And they just go up every single day. And we know what keeps driving it. It's rotation. Rotation station. We've been rotating into value. We've rotated into the mega caps now because the value trade cooled off for a few days. They're like, what are we going to buy? What are we going to buy to keep the markets up? Well, they buy Apple. And they bought Amazon. And they bought Google. And they bought Microsoft. You know, So they just keep finding different um, areas to rotate into because people don't want to be in cash. We know that. And that's this market. You know, you can thank the Fed for that. But cash has been trash. It's been pretty much the worst place to be. Spy has been the most consistent place to be. I will say that. It doesn't perform, doesn't go up 50% in a month. But Spy is just steadily climbing. And it has been a relentless climb. I mean, if you look at it from the last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 days, we're up 8% on the Spy in the last 12 trading sessions. That is a huge move. Yep. You, you think like a good year for SPY back in the day was 8%. We just did it in eight days. So if you're coming in stocks now, you need to have some type of a pullback. And you will get a pullback here. Nothing goes straight up. So if you're chasing SPY here, I think you're going to get another opportunity. We don't know when that happens. Today is options expiration. Sometimes it gets the turns on options expiration. But that's still to be determined. So anyways, I talked about my day for the last five minutes. How's your day? How was your day uh, yesterday? Fine, fine. I talked to the CEO of uh, Too Simple, which IPO'd yesterday, TSP. Talked to him uh, on the At The Close show. I had no draw, so I was like, let me just talk to an executive. How about that instead? Um, and so, yeah. I, I mean, like you said, Dennis, it's really much been more of the same. Nothing has really changed, I feel like. Uh, really, so from from whatever that moment was when, when, we, when we were starting to get really bearish there, what was that like a month ago now? Yeah, straight um, up wrong. <laughs> yeah, straight up since then. You know what yeah, I mean? Straight up. So, so yeah, I got crushed yesterday, guys. I got crushed. Got to admit when you're you right, at? and got to admit when you're wrong, right, Dennis? And what, I, I oh yeah. On this I, one. What, what um, were we in? Sol, sol, and I got Ooh. sol. Let's just say you, that. <laughs> good. <laughs> sol and sol. Did you get stopped out? Yeah, I got stopped out yesterday. I, I mean, I saved myself, you know, a good five percent by stopping good. out yesterday. So hey, good for you, you gotta, though, Mitch. I mean, you this is stick what to the rules. This is what traders and especially traders who just started in 2020 will do wrong. 
They will say, how can I take a loser? I'm not going to take a loser. I've never had a loser before. I want to keep my winning streak going of 100% winners. Like I said, at the end of 2020, remember we looked at our long-term portfolios, and I had something like 98%. I had, I had like 100 stocks and four were down. I'm like, that is just, this is my long-term investing account. I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm like, even stocks that I was down in for years have come back. So, I mean, this is the market that 2020 had given us. Now you're seeing separation. You're seeing some stocks like, you know, the solar stocks. So, you know, they're just relentless sellers. But if you are trying to call a bottom on something, you're saying that SOL, I think that 10 is going to hold. It doesn't hold. What do you do? You fold. You get out. You exactly. cut your loss. So, Mitch, that trade there, that is how you make money in the long run, by being disciplined and taking smaller losers and not letting them become bigger losers because you know we all do it at certain times but in my day trading account i'm the same way very 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 disciplined because in this market you're not going to survive 22 years if you're not taking losses i will tell you right now as a, a day trader you will get into a market that is like 2007 2008 and you will uh, all likelihood lose years of earnings and potentially blow out your account seen it again and again and again i mean we're prop firm we see professional traders that are doing this for a living, professional day traders. And if you're unwilling to take losses, you will lose in the long run. So Mitch, that's a good loss to take right there. That is actually a good trade, even though he lost about it. And Mitch said he, he got the idea from our nine o'clock guest, Andrew Horowitz. So so hat tip to hat tip to Andrew for giving for giving him the idea, or at least putting it on Mitch's radar so we saw it. Yeah, and one of the things that he'd mentioned is that, you know, he saw the turnaround and he was expecting maybe it could come back, but we, we could clearly see yesterday it, it did try that washout. It wasn't only in Seoul, so we'll keep an eye on to see if Solar can come back today, but it looked like a nice washout yesterday. You want to talk crypto here a little bit? Uh, sure. Crypto is down. All crypto stocks are down with it. Thank you very much to... Erdogan over in Turkey, not sure quite what's going on over there, but they have banned the use of cryptocurrencies to buy things. You can't actually use crypto for anything, any real world application in Turkey. So Bitcoin, Bitcoin stocks. So we're blaming all this sell off on Turkey. So, I mean, well, yeah. Why what not? is but Bitcoin this down? Help. How much is it down? This, this should morning? help. Not hurt, I haven't right? even looked at it this morning. I know I can tell it's down because I see Mara trading down. I can see Riot down. It's funny yeah. when you have that whole you know screen of those six, seven Bitcoin stocks. You don't even need to look at Bitcoin. You know it's down. No, How much yeah. is Bitcoin down? So the futures are down 4.5%. The actual Bitcoin itself is down like 2%. So I'm still holding all of my Bitcoin. We know I sold half of it. Back when we got to 50,000, which was a mistake, but I was like, I'm playing with the house's money forever. Um, so I'm just holding the other half. I'm, I've said zero or 500,000. I'm going to keep, I'm not a crypto trader. I'm going to try to stick to that zero or 500,000. You're a crypto hodler, is what you are. I'm a hodler now. Yeah. yeah, I'm a hodler. I'm a hodler of other stocks too, though. I'm a hodler of Amazon. I'm a hodler of Apple. I'm a hodler of Microsoft. You I'm got lumber too, right? <laughs> I, I do have some lumber stocks. I wish I had a lot more lumber stocks because this build is going to kill me, man. It keeps going up. I am like, actually, I guess my builder bought the majority of our lumber a month ago, which is good news. And it's sitting there in the lumber yard because um, obviously my build is going to start next month. And I'm just keeping looking at these play, prices of plywood. And I'm like, I might have to abort mission here. <laughs> my problem is got we've like gutted the house and there's like nothing left to the cottage now. To oh, no. At, so. 
There's so there's not much choice. There's not much man. turning back here on this house build. You're in Canada. Hold some gold, man. Hold some gold. It looks like gold is what popping do you think back gold? today. What do you think of gold? The gold stopped going down. That's a good thing. Silver stopped going down. It's starting to show some life. Yeah, look at Is this look just G-O-L-D. a dead cat bounce, or is this something to get excited about? What are your thoughts here, Mitch? Gold. Um, it's interesting. You know, I was looking at the GLD and I was also looking at Barrick Gold, uh, GLD. I like those charts. Good turnarounds there. And it's, it's had a two day move there. So, you know, it's not just one day move. It's a two day move. So I'm going to see if the volume can continue today for the GLD, that 170 standing out to me. If we can get above that 170 with some good volume, it could be looking like gold's pushing back. Um, it's rough. It's rotation too, Mitch. I mean, we've got this market that absolutely refuses to go to cash. So when they're getting the beats and something else and they've bought up, you know, the Apples and the Microsofts, then they're going to start buying other things. So it's kind of like, well, let's look what's stabilized and hasn't went yet. And I think you got that the last couple of days in gold. It was stabilizing. It's like, okay, let's go. So gold doesn't look bad on a chart. A little bit of a breakout. So you know what? Gold, silver, I'm going to be a buyer of pullbacks there. I don't have hardly any gold in either portfolio. Or silver, for that matter. I sold my silver as well, but maybe I want to get some in there on pullbacks. Interested? I, I do want to mention on the gold, on the on the Bitcoin and gold notes. We are doing a debate, special debate today here on the Benzinga stream at at three thirty Eastern time. Bitcoin versus gold. We've got two Bitcoin bulls, two gold bulls. They've done this debate uh, previously. I think the last last time they did it was two years ago, and they came to us and like, hey, you guys want to. You guys want to do this debate with us? We were like, sure. So that'll be at 3.30 uh, today. We've got a, a, a group. Uh, uh, they all know each other. There's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of chemistry there, a lot of fireworks. Uh, 3.30, Bitcoin versus gold. That'll be right here on, on the Benzinga stream. So What a killer. What a killer segue there. Good, good job there, Spencer. I like it. Oh, I'm the man. I'm the man. <laughs> uh, what, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, can we talk about this deli, Dennis? Sure. Thank you. This um, is the Einhorn Deli. This deli is going ham. You, you, you like that? That's not bad. Thank you. I, I, I came. I would have. I, I would have been funnier if it came from Joel because I expect with, these yeah, silly yeah, puns from Joel. But <laughs> we're missing Joel. We're missing Joel, man. He's back next week, guys. Yeah, we have to Joel, find out Joel how the Florida what, trip was. Joel doesn't know what ham means. Anyway, so yeah, props to David Einhorn. Um, you know, uh, for pointing this out. Uh, this hometown international HWIN, this deli in southern New Jersey, um, that people keep asking me, like, like Luke was like, "Can you send your dad there? Can we go there? Like, because I'm from New Jersey, but like, it's not close. It's it's outside Philadelphia, um, which basically might as well be in another country from where I grew up. But yeah, this deli that did thirty five thousand in sales in the last two years combined and was closed for six months last year because of COVID, uh, has a market cap of one hundred million dollars. Um, just insane stuff um, poster child for this market that you know obviously there 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 is just speculative bubbles yeah that go here's how the markets are working you know it's like speculative capital comes into the next bubble bye 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 and then they move on to something else and then that bubble slowly leaks out because they really should have never been trading there in the first place and then it eventually gets you know forgotten um, we just keep seeing that money rotate all around. Here's another story that's been going on for a while, but this thing is so thinly traded. Like this is, is this even a bubble? I mean, this thing's trading 2000, 1000 shares a day. So, I mean, this is just not even it's over OTC. It's hardly trading at all. 
So I don't even know if you call this a bubble, even though it's went up like this. I'm just looking at the volume. There's no volume on this. No, there's no, there's no volume. But the point is, and this is interesting, actually, somebody from Twitter. Uh, nope, not that. This one. Um, the the top shareholders are the principal of the local high school and a bunch of Chinese entities. So <laughs> don't know what's going on here. Well, the principal of the local high school. That's good stuff. Yeah, and, keep my and, hands in the air. And, and, and entities out of China, out of Macau and Hong Kong. So great. This is great. So this is what Einhorn highlighted in his. Uh, this was one of example yeah. that he gave for irrational exuberance in his little uh, letter to his shareholders. Yes, yes. He there was a lot of good stuff in there, but this. Let, was let's good. talk Einhorn for a minute because yeah. I, I read a little bit of it. I obviously, you know, I skim everything. I just I know, give it two minutes, yeah. and then I kind of got my thoughts on it. So I might have missed some details. But overall, what he was saying, I kind of agree with. Yep. I mean, give us the points. Highlight some of the major points besides this deli that's trading for $100 million. Yeah, well, that was the major point. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, he basically was like, look, there's a lot of uh, exuberance out there, right? He, he sort of blamed a lot of the GameStop stuff on, on, on a couple major social media influencers, Elon Musk and Chamath Palihapitiya. Uh, which 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 I'm inclined to agree with a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, that that was his point was that retail traders need to be really careful because there's a lot of weird stuff going on out there, and they will eventually lose their shirt. That that was, and then also highlighting their performance because their performance was pretty good. Um, but but talked about the exuberance in this market and and uh, particularly on the retail side, which you know, and we also just had a family office blow up, which I don't think I mentioned, but maybe it did. I didn't see it, um, but. Yeah, he uh, he talked up their performance and said that hey, this is crazy. What's going on? There are pockets of craziness. Is basically pockets the- of craziness is really what it is. There's a lot of rational trading going on here, and then there's pockets of craziness. And the crazy, like I said, just keeps going around from different stocks and whether they're social media driven stocks. I mean, the, the craziness now is in Doggy Coin. Obviously, we know Doge just went from half of a cent to start the year or wherever it was. Up to what is it, twenty-seven cents or something? As of last night, I think I got up to twenty-seven cents. Doggy coin. Uh, what is it at right now? It's at thirty. It's almost at thirty-one cents. Thirty-one cents. So I mean, this uh, is now, now. Now it is at thirty-one cents. Yeah, something that was created as a joke now has a market cap in the what thirty billion dollar range. So th- this is just showing you like the craziness and the irrational stupidity of this market. Um, but you know what? Is it stupid? Because people who made money, you know, buying a three, four cents. I mean, you can get on board anything. You can trade technically anything. Would I invest in doggy coin? No, but could you trade it? I mean, obviously you could trade it. Some people made a lot of money in it. So, you know, maybe I'm stupid for calling it stupid. And maybe I should have been buying when Elon Musk was pumping it out of nickel. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing, too, is what Einhorn was saying. Should Musk, you know, who is a huge social influencer, be buying you know, Dogecoin, and then pumping it up on Twitter? Uh, I don't know. Like, you know, where, where do the regulators say, okay, well, this is just, you know, li- you know, everybody can talk their book to a certain extent, but nobody's going to move price like Musk. So does he have, you know, a responsibility to, you know, maybe not just add fuel to the fire in the case of GameStop as well? And that was where Shamath and, you know, Musk were criticized by Einhorn is that they definitely added fuel to the fire. Where GameStop was going, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're on board too." You know, Musk saying, "Like Musk just tweeted GameStop." Like Shamoth actually took call options positions. You know, throwing it out there, so everybody you know basically copies them, and they're like, "Oh, Shamoth, and let's go now." 
So, I mean, it's a tough, you know, it's it's a cross between freedom of speech and, you know, completely talking your book and trying to talk up your positions. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. So, yeah. And uh, also I want to correct what I said earlier, the uh, Einhorn, um, Einhorn's performance was not great. Uh, Greenlight's portfolios um, overall fell 0.1% last quarter. So underperforming the index and, and their short portfolio did not do well last year either, which, which he talked about Um, also called out the regulators a lot. He called a lot of the regulators for like doing basically nothing about what he perceived as irrational exuberance, uh, which again, we're inclined to agree with. And I, and on the point about uh, Chamath and, and Elon, I think I've said this before, um, but Josh Brown had a great thing and I wish I could find it. I don't even remember if it was a podcast or an article or blog he did or what, but Josh Brown did a, a thing. This is like a few months ago now, sort of after the peak, after the GameStop peak, but while it was still pretty hot. And his point was like, these guys are not your friends. And and that actually extends to anybody, any influencer, us included, right? Like, but especially the billionaires, right? Shamath is a billionaire. Elon's a billionaire. Not your friends. Not your friends. Don't blindly follow anybody, right? They're, yeah, what they're doing may their, not be for you. Are, their interests are different than your interests. Chamath is out of Virgin Galactic. Why? He said it was to fund a new global uh, climate change initiative. That was what he said, but we don't really know. That's just what he said. But he's out. And if you're holding the bag in uh, Virgin Galactic, that's on you, right? There- there's so many stocks like Virgin Galactic. It's just a matter of, again, hot story, story cools off, value investors say no thank you, momentum investors like uh, Christian Fromhurst say no thank you, and there's no buyers. And that's where you get these pullbacks that are very, very vicious. So, uh, again, you know, all these stocks that we even showed on from that list from HF Major Tom. Yeah, it is possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if we're back, you know, and it's you know some of the you know we're, we're taking some of the best hits from like you know the 2000 tech bubble crash. This is how it went down. It wasn't again. I said this yesterday, but I just want to reiterate it for new listeners. This the, the tech bubble crash in 2000 didn't happen overnight. It happened over the course of almost two years. It was death by a thousand cuts. You come in, and your stock was down another three percent the next day. And then it'd be down. And then it rallied a little bit. And you're like, oh, there's hope. But no, then it kept continuing the downtrend. Exactly what space has done. You know, space has just quietly lost 60%. A lot of those stocks back in 2000 went to zero. A lot of those stocks absolutely went to zero. You're going to see some of these stocks, some of these SPACs. I will predict right now, some, not all, but some of these EV SPACs are going to go to zero. Not, you know, like $1, not $2, no, to zero. They're going to be worthless. There's going to be some that are going to be worthless. So if you're in these and you're getting levered up saying what's got to come back, not all of these plays are going to come back. There's not going to be 200 EV makers. A lot of these are concepts and the concepts might not work out. The mania is over. The mania ended. It ended back in February for a lot of these things. So the story isn't driving them now. It's now bag holders driving them down. And actually, probably some people who are short saying, you know, okay, well, space doesn't even have any revenues yet. Let's get out. We loved the space story last year. I was long space, but at a certain point when they start to break down, you just got to get out. The only one that I'm really still somewhat convicted in is Fisker, and which is why I refused to sell it here. Why, why I rebought? It. I did sell it because it just got overdone. But why I rebought it? Because they've already got the the pipes lined up. You know, Magna's going to produce the cars. You're going to see Fiskers on the road. It isn't a concept anymore. 
it's like it's common. The Fiskers are common. And I do believe the Fisker will be, not going to be a Tesla, but it's going to be a competitor. And I think there is actually going to be revenue coming. So I like that one better than like the rides and, you know, the AMPs and the, the million other concepts that are out there. Um, but, you know, an MP, maybe I'm just saying with the SPACs, you know, comparing it to it. But, you know, do your fundamental research. Yeah. You know, if you're very convicted on your position, like I am in Fisker, you know, maybe hold some. But again, don't ever put like 100% of your equity in one stock. Stay diversified. Like Fisker, even though I'm convicted in it, is less than 1% of my overall portfolio. Why is it so small? One, it is speculative, which means I'm going to take a lighter position than normal, where I look at something like an Apple or an Amazon or a Microsoft. Like I believe like, you know, Apple is like probably 2% of my overall portfolio. Google might be 2%. Amazon might be 2% as well. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, you know, and I've got like 100 stocks. The yeah. small speculative ones are like fractions of a percent because you know why? Because they don't hurt me overall. But if they hit, they can really help the overall performance. I automatically assume if I got 10 speculative stocks, I kind of think like, you know, six or seven of them may eventually be next to worthless. But there's going to be a couple that are going to be okay. But if you have 10 speculative stocks, and there, you know, we go into the speculative decline, which is what is happening right now. You, even though you're diversifying different speculative stocks, you're still in speculative stocks, I, and they're all going down overall. So it's not enough to just have ten speculative stocks. You need to have some blue chips. You need some value, some core. Diversify that overall portfolio. Trading, you can do whatever you want. Just stop yourself out. But if you're building a long-term portfolio, don't put all the same kinds of stocks in there. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. And let's not forget, what was like the one of the biggest gripes against Tesla for like five years? It was, oh, well, the production, when, when, can they do it? Can they produce? We don't know. That was the biggest, that was one of, if not the biggest gripe on Tesla for like five years. And it looks like now they're finally past that, but it took them years to, 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 to answer the question of, uh, but can they scale their production? We don't know. Yeah. Now you have the exact same question on literally every single one of these other companies. Because we just don't know. We just don't know. Well, uh, and it was the burning of the cash. Tesla was right. burning cash for so long that people said, they're going to eventually run out of money. They're not going to be able to do an offer and they're going to run out of money. They're going to run out of money. This was the bare thesis. I mean, we had some very big people on this show coming on and saying Tesla is a zero. Um, I never believed that because I believed at a certain point it was going to get bought out, which is why I was comfortable to write the puts. And me and Jeremy Newsom both said the same thing. We were discussing over dinner one night and we're like, look, I think even if, you know, this was back, you know, two years ago, I said, even if Tesla, you know, is burning cash, I think eventually somebody would just buy for the technology at a certain point in time. That's why I was comfortable to write the 100 puts long-term and get 20 points for writing the 100 puts. And we're talking pre-split. So that's like the $20 puts you know, that I was writing two years ago. And Jeremy Newsom writing the same thing, that I was like writing the bankruptcy trade. I talked about it on the show. I said, I don't think Tesla goes bankrupt. I don't think there's any way it goes bankrupt. I wasn't the firm believer that it was going to go to $4,000 like Kathy Wood called, but I believed it wasn't going to go bankrupt. And I got paid for that. But, you know, I would have been better to just turn around and buy the stock. I just couldn't, remember, I could never stomach Tesla. I was yeah. like, it was so in that range for so long. It's like, oh, I'm up, you know, 10%. Now I'm down 10%. I just, I was watching it too much and it was too distracting. It was like a babysitting, even though it was in my longer term portfolio for a while. I was like, I have to look at this too much. It's like too, it's taking too much of my attention. And that's distracting me from where I can make other money. So, I mean, if you're going to stock and it's taking all of your attention, and you're just trading that stock. I mean, 
you know, I'm doing a lot of other things. That's that's obviously costing you money as well if it's taking up all your trading attention. Yeah. So you got to consider all those factors. But that's me. Yeah, it's a great point you make about diversification. It's why you know, like I own uh, ARKW, one of the ARK funds. It is, it's like four percent of my overall portfolio. And and all of these these smaller ones are all they're all like two to four percent, two to five percent of my overall portfolio. The, the 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 big the big holdings are in are in the S and P, right? That that's just and that's how I do it. So okay, maybe we should do that. Use this opportunity to talk about uh, QS a little bit. Uh, there was a short report uh, from Q, uh, against QS yesterday. They responded uh, for this disclosure. I didn't have a chance to look too closely at the short report. Uh, did glance at the response from the company. Thought it was pretty generic, but for all we know, the short report was generic too. I don't know. I, I didn't look at it. Didn't have time, really. But it was down yesterday. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was down yesterday. Uh, and then you can see the 15-minute the, the chart on QuantumScape. But this is one of those show-me stories that it's going to have to eventually either show you or or not and for now it's out of favor in the meantime and it broke it broke major support i mean if you're hanging on to this thing this is a complete technical breakdown now it has to get above 40 to get interested again because then you could say the gil morales cut through and rally could be in so if this got back up over 40 i'd be like okay now i'm interested because we got the gil morales cut through and rally if this does not get over 40 it's absolutely no touch from the long side and it actually could be a short as long as it, if you were shorting the stock, you would want to stop yourself out above the 40. So, you know, that, but I'm not, I have no position on QuantumScape. It's a wild stock, which requires babysitting as well. Yep. Um, I, I just look at this chart though, and I see a technically broken stock. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and here you are, you know, it's obviously, I don't, I don't know if they have revenue, but they probably, you know, if I looked at this on a multiple perspective, I don't follow the fundamentals closely enough, but, I know all these are, you know, they're more, they're still concept stage. Maybe there's some real product here, but at the same time, it's probably trading with a ridiculous valuation nosebleed. I haven't looked at it, but you just know they all are. So I, I, it's a no touch for me under 40. Let's bring on our guest, our first guest, Marcus Heitkotter, joins us every Friday from Rockwell Trading. Marcus. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good. How are we doing today? Doing great. Had a great week, other than ride. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but you see, this is exactly to your point. I mean, you got to diversify. If I had only ride in my portfolio or I had ride and Neo and Fisca and Lucid, I mean, I would be in a world of hurt. But uh, I have a total of uh, six positions. I personally don't like to be diversified with a hundred different positions. I like to have five to six positions. It's easier for me. So this is where I, I could show you. Um, yeah, I, oh, I, what do you bring I, up? I, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about right for a few minutes. Why sure. not? Right. So tomorrow sure. is the big race, the San Felipe. So right. they presented. Uh, you, you showed here on the screen the truck. They are participating in the race. But you see, honestly. I don't think that there will be a huge upside to this. Uh, There there will be a downside if if this truck goes up in flames or breaks down after the first two miles, right? The stock might drop. But honestly, right now, right? I mean, Dennis, you just said it. They need to produce revenue. I mean, the the hype is over right now. The hype was over pretty much when I got in. (laughs) So, yes, congratulations. (laughs) We all make mistakes. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed buying the top. (laughs) But hey, uh, we, we have all done it, right? So uh, this is where uh, I, I'll show you what I have in my portfolio right now. So as you can see, super diversified. Apple, tech stock, Disney, 
uh, Pen, Play, they are somewhat correlated, I want to say, than Wright and Schwab as a bank here. And as you know, what I like to do is I like selling puts. And uh, I mean, obviously, this week, when overall the market is just going up like crazy, right? I mean, here we see the S&P, you said it just up, what was it, 8% in the last few sessions. Yeah. This is when this is, of course, fun, selling puts. So let, let's just talk about this. Apple Apple is actually a, a, a position where I was in some pain because I sold 133 right here. You know what? Uh, actually, let me switch to uh, the iPad, then it's a little bit easier to draw on there. There we go. Uh, so Apple uh, did go against me because I sold the 133 put right here. And as you can see, it went all the way down to, what, 116. So it, it went pretty decent against me and then went up, went down, didn't go anywhere. Right now, it's coming out of the hole. So this is where uh, I always said it, it's the lazy boyfriend sitting on the couch, not earning any money because while this is hovering around here, it's not earning any money. Well, guess what? He got a money. job and not only a part-time job, he's bringing <laughs> in more money right now. So this is where I, Apple, love I sold the 133.75 uh, call. And uh, by doing this, uh, I'll be called away. This expires today. So I'll be called away. I'll probably make another $1,500 on this stock. And, and Apple uh, thus far has been pretty good this year. So, uh, I mean, total profits uh, for this year, a little bit over 65000 Apple will tack on another $1,200 today, uh, bring this up to probably close to $5,000. So that's not bad at all. So Apple has been going well. Uh, Disney, uh, let's actually take a look at this really quick, uh, what I did here in Disney. Uh, because I did sell, uh, what, five of the 182.50. So let's uh, move over. So here, um, the 182.50, I uh, should probably label it that we can easier see it. So the strike price, uh, again, selling puts of uh, 182.50. And this is a trade that also expires today. So if it stays above 182.50, I could just keep the whole premium. If it drops below, I'll get a sign. And you know what? I wouldn't mind owning Disney. I think with the reopening of the parks, I mean, Disney for me, it's it's a value stock, right? I mean, this is where Apple, you have a value. We have a tech stock. Uh, Disney for me is a value stock. So uh, just to show you what I did here. Uh, so let me just uh, quickly check. I sold five uh, for 95 cents. Okay, so this is uh, five contracts. Uh, at $95. So this is here. Uh, it's not too much. Where's my handy dandy calculator when you need it there? I can do math in my head. Can you can you do five times 95? I can. The good news is, uh, so there's, there's hope for everybody who is bad at math. Uh, you don't need to be a genius in math to actually uh, make money with trading that is not required i'd probably so, just round it up and say i made around 500 bucks <laughs> yeah, around 500 bucks yeah. <laughs> so exactly uh so so pen and this was uh, just a, a few days uh, trade so i've been in this as you can see for four days so so my goal is per position to make a hundred dollars per day and i can show you the math of yeah. why that is because this this uh, comes out then to around fifteen thousand dollars per month uh, if i have five positions and i make a hundred dollars a day uh, so, and the $15,000 a month uh, for, for me is enough to cover my living expenses. Uh, so anyhow, this was Disney and Disney is fun. So Penn, let's take a look at Penn. Um, Penn actually sold the 95 and I do believe that I went to, did I go a week out? No, it's also expiring today. Okay. So I sold 11 for 85 cents. So this is where, uh, let me just write it down here. 
So uh, sold 11 contracts uh, for, geez, I already forgot. You guys, this is early for me. This is Austin, Texas here. Right now it's 7.30. I can't, can't retain a few, two numbers in my head. Okay, so it's uh, 85 cents. So, so uh, for 85, so this is uh, looking good. Uh, this is what, <laughs> then it's give me the round numbers. <laughs> Around 900 bucks, there we go, 935. Which, uh, which strike did you sell on Penn? Uh, the 95, I sold 95. the 95 strike. So you kind of grab a level of support that you see on the shirt where you think it's going to hold and then you go from there, right? Yeah. Is that, you where, you, is that where you kind of start? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I'm looking back over the last eight to 12 weeks. So I want to see that there's support over the last eight to 12 weeks. Yeah. And then uh, the, the next most important question for me is, do I want to own Penn at 95? Because honestly, if the answer is no, I don't want to own Penn at 95, then I would pass on this trade. Because ultimately, I might get assigned. I mean, yeah. if, if Penn uh, chooses to drop today, which it could, right? I mean, it could drop to, to 90. It had some uh, quite crazy days, as you can see here. So this is where I need to see, do I want to do this? And that's where I often uh, look a little bit further back. Let's actually move to the next one, Play. Uh, so with Play, I sold the 4150. And uh, this is where I went back and I uh, wanted to see play Dave and Busters. How did they do pre-pandemic, right? And uh, so here we had the pandemic hit them. And pre-pandemic, I see, you know what? They have been really good in a range between uh, 38 and uh, what, 60. So if right now, if I would get assigned at 4150, I would be okay owning Dave and Busters at 4150 because it seems that... Uh, and I'm just a purely technical analyst. I, I don't know anything about fundamentals here. So I'm uh, I'm not smart enough to dig through balance sheets. They don't make sense to me. There's too many numbers that uh, that don't help me make a decision. So I just look at the chart and I say, you know what? If, if traders and investors liked it at these price points before the pandemic, yeah. they probably like it right now after the pandemic, right? I mean, so markets have a memory. That's my philosophy. Not saying that it's right, but that served me well. That's an interesting way to look at it. And, you know, we've done a little bit of that, but looking before the pandemic and after that, if we think we're coming out of the pandemic, well, let's go grab the levels, you know, because we're past this. And obviously, we know, 2020 was, you know, a tough year for a lot of companies, but they're back. And, you know, if you look at those stocks and look at the supports that they had before, if you think you're post-pandemic, it's an interesting way to go grab your levels. Yeah. And, uh, well, especially if you look at Dave & Buster's, right, a reopening stock. What, what will happen if we open all the restaurants again? I mean, we're all sit, uh, sick and tired of sitting at home, so they might actually see a boom. Who knows? But I, I, this is where I'm not a long-term investor. I mean, this is like uh, Apple. I was in Apple for, uh, what, a couple of months maybe? Uh, if, we, if we zoom back in there, when I got my 133 assigned, this was uh, back mid-February. Okay, so now it's uh, mid-April. So I was on it in a couple of months. So I'm not a super long-term investor. Uh, that's, <laughs> so here's the deal. A long-term investment for me personally, a long-term investment is a short-term investment gone bad. And that's right. <laughs> a long-term investment is a short-term investment gone bad. Hey, and, and this is what I'm uh, right now. I, let's just talk about I love Marcus's really quick honesty. I love Marcus's honesty. Hey, He's yeah. got to be the most honest guest that we have on this show. He's so <laughs> transparent. He comes and he shows you what he's got. And he shows you and he talks a strategy. This guy is, he talks, 
He's the most honest guy we've ever had on the show. Hey, Marcus, Marcus, don't be like like Ed Lampert, who let a bad trade become an investment and then become his new career as the CEO of Sears. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, okay, so I'm, I'm not planning <laughs> don't, to do don't, this. Don't let a bad trade become a career. Yeah, but, but but let's talk about right. And I mean, we talked about it. I took this trade because I was bored. I was stuck in Florida during the ice storm that uh, hit Texas here. Yeah. And uh, I was stuck in my RV and I, I took this trade and it, this was just plain stupid. And the market is right now punishing me every day. It is torturing me. It's torturing me and just say, okay, you never trade again because you're bored. And I mean, this is a lesson that, uh, yeah, sometimes the markets have to teach you a hard lesson. So um, I, I got a sign at 21.50. I sold more puts. I brought my cost basis down. So my cost basis at, at 16.10. Uh, I made a little bit over uh, $6,000, I believe. Uh, let's just put it uh, $6,800 uh, by selling puts and calls at some point. So this brings down my cost basis by another 70 cents. But yeah, this is where I'm in a world of pain, as you can see right now. Unrealized profits, $63,000. And this is where, honestly, I don't think that the stock will move substantially uh, before they get binding orders i mean all this this stupid crap about uh i mean yeah elon musk is a genius he invented the the non-binding orders hey put down a hundred dollars on a cyber truck right or what put down what was it a thousand dollars for a model three and uh, i mean it's so easy to walk away from a hundred or a thousand dollars that's really not a big deal and this is why i think yes Maybe it will help this uh, this weekend, the race that they are participating in. It might uh, pump the stock up for a dollar or two. I don't see it substantially going above 12. So this is where I'll probably be in this trade until September uh, because, yeah, this is where uh, when they are supposed to start producing and actually selling. Now, here's the good news. Uh, this is uh, the account that I'm trading here is $250,000 in cash, $500,000 in margin. And uh, if you look at uh, the, the capital requirements, you see it on the right-hand side. I mean, right is eating up around $30,000 of my buying power. So it's not really right now that I have, I mean, Dennis, you said it earlier. If you're all in in this, that would be bad, right? I, I mean, if, if I would be all in and all in electric vehicles, but here I, I still have plenty of other stocks that I can get in. Play is actually eating up 40,000 of my buying power, Penn 26,000. Disney 16,000, so you get the idea. Anyhow, so that's uh, that's what's going on this week. And uh, yes, I'm. I, I want to see if I can see this this race tomorrow. I think it's uh, on ESPN two or something like this. I want to see if the truck gets at least off the starting line. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough race. It's a tough race. We'll see if it can make it to the end. That's really, I think, what everyone will be focused on. Can it make it to the finish line? It doesn't need a win, but if it can make it to the finish line. Uh, you know that, what? That, that I, I'm not be... quite sure if that is really important because think about it. They, they're built as commercial trucks. I mean, do they really need to drive 130 miles through the uh, miles an hour uh, for 250 miles through the desert? Uh, but I think it needs to do reasonably well. It it needs not to explode yeah, and it needs not to go up in flames and it actually needs to be able to make a, a little bit more than 10 miles I, think yeah, so. I, I would agree with you there i mean seeing as it's veterans in this vehicle please let's let's not no let's not let the injure these veterans here yeah. uh wait marcus so uh a couple of your positions or most of them are, are expiring uh so I, I i expect we'll have uh some new trades talking about next week yeah, exactly. I mean, this is where I, I don't know yet. We need to see what the markets are doing. Let me just see what they, they do pre-markets. Okay, pre-market, the markets are up again. I mean, so S&P futures are up 0.2%. Uh, 
NASDAQ is 0.3%. It's always a little bit more challenging to find good positions when the markets are up because when you're, when you're selling puts, you get more premium when the markets are going down. So yeah, I'll see what pops up on my scanner. So I have my, my scanner that I run throughout the day where I see that something pops up. So this is where yesterday Schwab popped up. Schwab reported earnings. They said that they uh, their costs were higher than expected, right? So eating into their profit margins. This is where, where Schwab was just uh, yesterday. It was down, what, 2.8%, uh, which for Schwab is a lot. And uh, this is where just, it was a great opportunity to quickly uh, sell a few puts and uh, see if it bounces back. I mean, this is where, um, you see, we, we, you talked about Kathy Woods here. She likes to buy the dip. Warren Buffett has been selling puts for many, many years where he said, hey, I want to get into a stock at a certain price point. So I'm selling puts until I get there. And this is how I, I view this strategy, because if I would just sell puts, then I would have to consider rolling them every week if I don't want to get a sign. But you see, Schwab, I don't mind owning Schwab. I don't mind owning Disney. I don't mind owning Apple. I do mind owning Riot. I mean, this was just stupid. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, can't, they cannot be winners. Marcus Heidkotter is the founder of Rockwell Trading. The link is up on the screen. Rockwelltrading.com. Guys, smash the like for Marcus and his hair. We appreciate <laughs> it as always, sir. Talk to you again next week. All right. Have a great weekend. Watch the race. Right. Buy, buy more Riot. Uh, no, not an investment device on that one. All right. Uh, wait, uh, a funny one from GWS there uh, in chat. I heard or he heard that Nikola is going to be pushing their truck through the race, which I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if that helps. Um, let's talk sports betting here for a second. The NFL announced uh, overnight or yesterday the the first wave of, par of partnerships, uh, sports betting partnerships for them. They chose Caesars, DraftKings, and FanDuel. So those three all trading higher, uh, at least – yeah, uh, in the pre-market session. Hey, if you don't know, DraftKings won the March SPACness on SPAC's attack, man. DraftKings did? Well, yep. it would DraftKings make, was the winner. It would make sense because they were one of the originals, right? And they they actually have like a real business. So. It's been one of the only SPACs. Like a lot of them have really been hit. But DKNG has held on better than the others. I will say on this NFL contract, I mean, you look, there was three There was three named, right? Caesars, Caesars DKNG. Yeah. Who's the other one? FanDuel, which is public, it trades OTC, but it is public. No. Um, this stock is kind of breaking trend. The stock looks toppy here to me as a head and shoulders. From a technical basis, this looks like a relief rally to sell. So I tweeted it last night, too. I think DraftKings is the kind of stock that is out of favor in this market right now. It's a growth name with a high multiple, and they're just not in love with those names. I do believe that if they start to pile into the growth names again, DraftKings was one of the first ones they will pile into, but we're not seeing that yet. That's why I would probably be more inclined to sell this rally as opposed to buy this rally. So I'm selling the rip on DraftKings, um, at least on paper. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give an opposite view here. Um, oh, that's say, why we have a market. Nice. I would say here that um, what you're going to see is revenue by revenue, state by state coming in and giving them the lift that they need. Um, so every time that I see Nick come down uh, and try to break, you could draw a closer tr uh, trend line to it too, but I'm going to be looking for a pullback closer towards 56, 50s, and then I'd let I'd like to see it get right back above. I I have put out in on SPAC's attack, I think DraftKings at the end of the year, you could easily see it over 100. It depends if growth comes back in the favor. There's an overall rotation. If growth comes back in the favor, I would get on board with DraftKings could eventually be making new highs. Just with growth as much out of favor as it is right now, it's the kind of stock, as a, so I'm saying as a short-term perspective, it's the kind of stock that would probably fade in a pop like this. So we'll see. 
Um, Long term, nobody knows. We, we, we got a little lunch bet here. Well, there you 50, go. 50 or 70. Well, what, what are you, t- you taking oh, the 50? There you go. I'll go. I'll do it. I'll do it. 50 bucks. I'm calling Whoa. 50 bucks. I'll take 70. I'll take 70. There we go. We got a lunch bet going on. I don't know if we'll ever be able to have lunch together because the borders are closed. <laughs> You're in the U.S. and I'm in Canada. And actually, I guess they're talking about uh, we're in lockdown, if you didn't know, in Ontario. But they're talking about curfew now in Ontario, too. Um, that's being thrown out there. The schools are closed. They're all virtual. Um, we are basically shut right down here in Ontario because of COVID and they're talking eight o'clock curfew too. But if I even eventually we ever get past this COVID, we'll be, uh, having lunch together. We just don't know who's buying yet. So 50, 70 mark it down. Spencer, we got a bet. I'm feeling like a lunch bet here. All right. We got, <laughs> where'd Joel come from? Oh my goodness. He's here. He's hiding in the background. Where is he Where's at? Joel? He's looking over my shoulder. Joel. Hi, Joel. How's Florida? He never left. He never left. That's true. He never, he never got on the plane. Joel's <laughs> swimming right now, guys. Joel's just swimming. Taking a uh, swim right now. Living the dream, man, while I'm in lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple other. Uh, Where did my life go wrong? Yeah, please please everyone is healthy you're we're fine. doing good your life fine. is good yeah i yeah. wish i was in florida though yeah yeah or well, somewhere other than lockdown ontario hey it's 35 degrees wait, outside right now wait, don't worry i got snow too i got snow too dennis really yeah man it's snowing over here in denver in colorado hills though you can go do some skiing yeah that's always fun yeah yeah there you go wait dennis are, are you do you just have flat everything no, actually, that was where I was in Windsor. Now that I'm up in Georgian Bay, there is hills up here too. Okay. But so we do have we do have ski slopes as well. Although I'm at a point now where if I go try skiing, I'm probably breaking my legs. So <laughs> we, we, the old bones happening here now. I'm only 40. I don't even know how old I am. I have to ask my kid. I'm like, how old am I? I got to do the math and I get the candy dandy calculator like Marcus. Born da da da. I think I'm 44. We uh we we have to do a pre market prep ski trip I think, um, okay uh the Afria Tilray merger is good to go that was just a vote on this morning by strip by shareholders and approved so Tilray Afria merger there some other headlines on my radar we have an M and A deal this morning URI United Rentals is buying General Finance ticker GFN hmm. for nineteen dollars per share in cash, so again URI it's trading right to nineteen. You ring the register and you move on. It's like when Glue Mobile got bought out. You ring the register and move on. Some people think, oh, it's going to get a better bid. Maybe I'll stick uh-huh. around. But why? You know, most of the time they don't. Move your money somewhere else where it's going to make you more money. Congratulations on the 56%. Book it and move on. Um, what else did I see? PTC's up this morning. Announced uh, joining the S&P 500. Also, LSCC. Lattice Semiconductors is joining the S&P Midcap 400. Both of those stocks trading up this morning on those headlines. Also, Splunk, the CTO is out. This one continues to be a laggard. You can look at the daily chart there, just continuing to underperform. Yeah, some of the growth tech names. Um, you know, we've given some hate to some of the other names, obviously, the more uh, concept stuff, even some of the high growth names, they've been hit hard too. We've talked about the Fastleys and the Splunks as well, although they've stopped going down, which is good news. I mean, you've seen this, but again, if we start to go down, it's like these stocks that lead the charge down. So I try to play the Fastly. I got stopped out on Fastly. It was the undercut and rally. It got me on that one. Teladoc worked out. I, I tried to play like four or five growth names that last week, and I had a, a 
couple of them worked out. A couple of them I got stopped out on. And a couple of them, like Fisker that I bought, which I thought might hold the 14, did not. Now I'm looking at this thinking, oh, I'm in trouble here. Speaking of uh, Teladoc, uh, Spinner dropped this tweet into the, the Benzinga.com chat, and I want to pull it up here. Uh, these are the, the stocks that uh, have a lower market cap now than Dogecoin. Teladoc, Bed Bath, Datadog, Etsy, Unity Software, Slack, Zillow, MGM, Stoneco, right? I mean, Doge, this, this is all just uh, epic stupidity. It's but my biggest call of the year, man. Doge? Biggest call of the year. Yeah. yeah. Are you long Doge? The, the best calls you do, you probably don't take the money. Anyway. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> I, I was instead of buying it that morning, I was telling everyone on Benzinga, let's write some articles up. Let's get this out. I have that feeling. It's going, baby. Yeah. And that was only at 70% Sorry, right there. Was- that day alone, it went 700 from there. I, I, it's been in the thousands percent. I had to stop looking at it because you get the FOMO and the FOMO can hurt you. So that's oh, why yeah, I just, you jump in by the top. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, okay, it was just a call. Stay back, stay back. And I was, mean, doggy coin, Bitcoin, Ether has a purpose at least now, which is why I'm liking the uh, Ethereum better. But I mean, this is all just story. It's story, story, story. When the story cools off, the thing ends in tears, but we don't know. Bitcoin though is is more than that. Like I think, doggy coin is still just a story but stories can remain hot for a long time and it's a hot story right now it feels like this is upside capitulation it feels like you know this is it when you're telling me it's got a bigger market cap than all these tech stocks it's like okay the joke has gone far enough but i mean i've known i don't bet against these jokes i I, I do i take issue with your your classification of doge as, as as a story this is not a story this is a joke there's a difference between a story and a joke this is funny. And Everyone, again, we call it doggy coin on this show. We don't call it doge coin. It doesn't deserve the doge. It's called it. doggy it's coin. It's doggy coin. Uh, get it right, Luke Jacoby. Um, <laughs> well, doggy um, coin. This is a joke. Try to rename it. This is a joke, and everyone is in on the joke until they're not. Right. I want to do a, a, a little shameless plug here. A little shameless plug. Hey, guys, check it out. Check it out, guys. We got a brand new channel, Benzinga Clips here, guys. Oh, we got a Dogecoin clip up there. My man, Doggy coin. Drew, Drew explaining the Dogecoin. Is it going to $1? Check out the video, guys. It's on Benzinga Clips. I'll go ahead and I'll put this link to this video who, right now in the chat. That? Drew, who runs our TikTok, which Drew. is the dankest memes ever. Drew thinks it's going to a buck, or we won't tease. We'll just tease it. We don't know what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. Check it out, guys. Hit the subscribe. Yeah, join the Benzinga clips. It's where we're putting all of our short form content. So check it out there. You can find it from the main Benzinga YouTube channel. None uh, of my money will ever go. Not one cent of my money will ever go into Doggy Coin. Oh. Not as a trade. Not as investment, nothing, nothing. Live, live, I, I did say that about Bitcoin at one live point. Live a little, too, though. Live a little. Come on. Live a I little. live in. I'm living a little in Bitcoin. I'm still uncomfortable because that's oh just a story God. as well. All so, right. Okay. All right. Fine. Whatever. Do we care about it's option expiration here? Yes. Yes. We, that's a great reminder. We do have significant buy imbalances across the board. They have been yeah. there all morning. We know on options expiration all it takes is one big institution a couple big institutions say you got them and they could all flip to sales but right now i'm seeing huge buy balances across the board especially in the banks the banks are showing strength here we got tlt quietly this is quietly down a buck and a quarter here now tlt is starting to get whacked here a little bit um so that you know could be concerning for the market after the open i'd be cautious buying this tape if tlt remains weak 
we know it, QQQ has been kind of dragged along with it to a certain extent. So we got the Qs going the opposite direction right now, but nobody's talking TLT. We're giving back a lot of yesterday's rally here. Um, if TLT stays weak, expect banks to be stronger, expect utilities and stuff like that that has a positive correlation to be a little bit weaker. And I would expect the tech stocks, which we've been seeing, to maybe show some weakness as well. So I would not be surprised if Qs roll over after the open. We have, obviously, options expiration jacking up the open right now. I actually think it might be a good shorting opportunity if the TLT stays weak. You mentioned the banks, Dennis. We did have Morgan Stanley earnings, and they were good this morning. They beat on the top and the bottom line. Said all their Archegos losses were in the Q1 uh, earnings report, so they're past that now. Uh, fixed income revenues up big year over year. Uh, what else did I did I have here? Let me can we go to the Morgan Stanley? Uh, yeah, nice recovery there in Morgan Stanley. Yeah, fixed income they got smacked on the number. Fixed income revenue up forty four percent year over year. Institutional securities revenue up sixty six percent year over year. And like I said, a big beat on the EPS and the sales. Uh, so a good a good report there from Morgan, which which uh, which dropped, but it, they bought the dip on that. So yeah, they quick. bought the dip quickly on that. Quick. Yeah. yeah, it had to be out there. I looked at it. It was actually traded just initially higher for the first like 30 seconds. And then they pulled the rug out from under it. And I actually thought about getting down and dirty or like 79 and change, but I didn't. So Man, it would have been good because up at 81 again. You see those wicks to 79? Whoever had that order out there? Whew. Yeah, right. Well, you got to get it. And you got to get it printed yeah. through you too. So if you're sitting at 79, you never get the low print because the nah. market makers always seem to step ahead of you somehow at the bottom. But if you're in, <laughs> if you're 20 cents up from the low print, you can get printed. So let's do it. Difficult a- to buy at the bottom in this market. Let's yeah. do a few tickers from chat. Where's Raz? Raz is not here yet, is the answer. Um, and, I, and it's option expiration. I might miss Raz here because I got to go at 9 o'clock because I got a lot of positions on and it's option expiration. This is a pay. This is what usually my best days of the year are options expiration days. So I absolutely can't stay late for you guys. I wish I could. I wish Raz was here. If he leaves, I leave, need to leave in two minutes. So so quickly here. Let, let, let's get these likes up to 500. Yes. I'm going to also bring some Google trend data if it gets to that level. Um, I, I mentioned the stock yesterday. It's already up 5% from the call. Um, a lot of it has to do with Google trend data. So if you guys want to see that, want to see those likes jump up to 500, I let's want to go know. ahead and I'm get rise on. It right now because I want to know what the stock is. Appreciate it. Yeah, and yeah. it's I have a whole watch list off of this, so. It's going to be interesting. I'll okay, I liked what? What's the eight stock? or nine stocks? Uh, let, let me get there. Three ninety six. I what see four hundred nine. Five hundred. We're almost there, guys. Four hundred nine, guys. Four hundred nine. Four twenty seven. Can we get the break of resistance here and get the watch list? I already have it ready to go. I got Playboy made new highs yesterday. Too. Google data oh. here for you guys. Smash yeah. the like button. All right, I, I, I'm bringing up that chart, Dennis, since you just mentioned it, because we I, I've gone a day or two without without looking at it. So here's the this people. is the NFT play. I'm gonna say I've said it, I've said it, I've said it. I'm gonna keep saying it. Every dip keeps getting bought. I think uh, I, it needs to get a pullback here, uh, but you know this is I believe one of the ultimate NFT plays. I really do. So. You know what? I wish I had it. I'm really ticked off myself that I didn't buy this. You know what's but. interesting is is every trend has a like like a winner. Of there, like there's 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 one there's lots of winners, but then there's going to be one big winner. I right? think this is the big winner. Tesla, obviously, the big winner for EVs. It's looking like this is your big winner for the NFTs, at least for now. As as it doesn't matter how how much or how little sense it actually makes, this is your winner. 
It, it makes a lot of sense to me. Playboy and Muds. Uh, Snap, Crackle, Pop in the chat saying, I like Muds too. I like both of these on pullbacks. They won't stop. Um, they, they, well, they, they, I don't want to say, they, they haven't stopped. Stop. They haven't stopped. I'm, I'm hoping for a significant pullback so I can get in these things, but the pullback just doesn't come and they keep going. So I got, I got to stop looking at them because the FOMO is going to get me here, Mitch, like you were saying, I end up chasing these things. I buy to be the top. So I have no position in either of these. I want to be in both. Mitch, can... you're at 500. What's the stock, man? All right, all right. We hit it. We hit it. Boom. Over 530 likes there. That's what I wanted to see, guys. Definitely appreciate that, guys. All right, so let's look first at the watch list. I just want to call out some tickers really quickly, and then I'm going to go into the Google trend data before Jason comes on here. You know, because, you know, I know, you know Jason's going to tell me to keep it a push off, boy. <laughs> All right. So first things first, guys, uh, the stock that I'm actually going to pull the most and, and what stock is up 5%. I got you right here, Dennis. ULCC. This is Frontier Airlines. What Why? This? Oh, they just went public. Yes. Yes. They, they just went public. Too. Yeah. Just I went fly, public in March. I fly these guys um, all the time. Yes, yes. Uh, it's the discount airlines and it's I'll show you the, the trend data right now, but it's up already 5% on the day. Another couple that I'm looking at, guys, Yeti, Home, CWH, NKE, uh, Overstock, Pola, um, some other ones that mentioned that is really on my radar, ELY. Callaway golf. Pick. Yes, yes. We're coming, coming to golf back. season. Seasonality Com- there. I like that. Seasonality. Pick. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to show you guys why seasonality comes into play. This is the camping. This is a camping search. And the over five years, look how the spikes oh, come, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. That's called cyclical right there. If you want to see cyclical, this is cyclical. And so where does the middle happen? And when does the trend breakout happen? Usually right here in April, guys. Look, April, April, April. Mid-April is when we start seeing the trend break out to the top, to the peak. Where's the peak happen? That's another important thing. July 1st to July 7th. Why? July 4th, guys, right in that week. So there you guys have it. You guys got some cyclical data there. You guys can go off of that and find some plays. And let's go ahead. Let's look up another one that I wanted to take a look at. Really quickly, I want to mention uh, the the cruise lines is in one more in favor, more in favor right now, looking like Carnival Cruise and Search versus Royal Caribbean. And if you look at the state by state, that's when you really start seeing it. It looks like a Republican chart, but don't worry. Royal Caribbean <laughs> is not a Democrat, not a Democrat here, guys. Uh, but Florida is really close, 52 to 48. But look at Texas, another major, major cruise place, uh, cruise location where they come out of. Uh, 69% of the searches are going to Carnival versus 31% of Royal Caribbean here. So definitely to me, Carnival is the choice there in cruises. I'm going to keep rolling here. Keep rolling, guys. Yeti, Yeti starting to start trend back up off the bottom here. We're going to see if it can get spiked up there into the 60s and 80s. That's what we'd want to see right now. We're at 45. Seasonal play. Seasonal play with camping. Um, let's go ahead and get to our Frontier Airlines data that I really wanted to show here, guys. And this is the pick that I did that I've been seeing, guys. Look, this is over 12 months, right? Sideways action, sideways action, sideways action. Finally, uh, right here, guys. After January 2021, we started spiking up. Now we're into the 80s, the 90s, and now it's hit 99. Pulled back and right back to it, guys. 99 up there, trending at the highest it's been. For the 12 last 12 months that's why i'm calling this stock that's why i'm saying airlines frontier airlines here um discount play 
it's it's in majority of uh, the locations are going to be Colorado, Florida, and Georgia that their planes come out of. So just to give you guys some state-by-state data there. Yeah, that's, that's I want to say hi to Jason for one minute. It is option expiration. You're late, Jason. I would have been here with you, but I have to go because this is option expiration. This is my big trading day of the month. I'm so, in, Dennis, I'm in New York getting the kids out of the room so it would be quiet here is a harder feat than I could <laughs> ever imagine. So, I, could, I could believe that one. Oh, you could hear my wife yelling and then the neighbors knocking, banging on the wall. That did not happen today, only because I don't think there's any neighbors next to us. <laughs> so the ones two doors down heard you instead. Um, yes. Spencer, yeah. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. All right. Um, I'm going to pass the torch to Jason, though, and let right. him take See, over. Is- I'm going to keep him on, though, and be listening to you, Jason, while I'm trading. So I'm going on mute. <laughs> Have a good trading day. And we'll good luck, do Dennis. I love you. We love you too, Jason. Okay, cool. Okay, so trying to raise my thing so my double chin doesn't show up as well. How are you guys doing, Zinger Nation? Good morning. It is time for the Jason 10-minute roundtable. We're here to give you the trades. We're here to make it happen for you. This is what we do. I love Mitch's Miami Heat jersey today. It's festive. He's wearing Miami Heat because I don't think you guys know this, but the Miami Heat have a coach named Eric Spostra. When the Pistons were playing Miami Heat back in the day, Eric Spostra was a video coordinator. One day, I'm in Birmingham. He's in Birmingham. We're in a parking lot. We start talking. And wait, I got to mute this. And we start talking. And I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I do the video stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's amazing, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, I mean, like, I'm like, do you want to be the coach? Do you want to, like, move up the ranks? He's like, dude, I'm happy just keeping a job. You know, and this is when he's video coordinator. His dad worked at a Ford assembly plant. I talked to him for a good 35 minutes. Again, this guy was the video coordinator. Then he becomes the head coach. I bet you if I saw him, he would remember our conversation because we talked for 40 minutes. I lived in Birmingham at the time, Birmingham, Michigan, and we just shot the shit. Well, we haven't caught up. So one day I go to the Piston game, and I, I my friend took me to the Piston game. He has courtside seats. So a Spostra is um, you know walking off the court. I'm like, watch, watch Ryan. He knows me. He'll, he'll know me for sure. So – we, we go over to the thing. We get to the end of the thing. Where I'm like, Eric, remember me? He didn't look over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spose, it, spose. It, it, it's not a rash story if it, if it ended with either no response or it didn't end with no response or just sort of like, you know, ignoring it. But, uh, yeah. hey, but I like the key that you mentioned there. Guy working up straight from the bottom. And, and honestly, from literally the bottom, doing video just to get that done, to get sports coaching level that he got to. I mean, that's, yeah, that's and, called building. And Mitch Mitchell, you're a good, good color commentator because, yes, you're right. He didn't – he wasn't like, I'm aiming for to be the coach. What he did was he went into work every day and worked hard. If you remember, Pat Riley was there, and they needed to, like, you know, change things over, and Eric was there, and he worked hard. And you know what he was? He was like an unassuming character. He didn't have this big ego. He he just went and did the work and worked hard. He was such a nice guy. I'm telling you, I talked to the guy for 35 minutes. I know exactly where he's sitting. And by the way, if we did see each other in a different environment when he's not walking off the court and I reminded him of the conversation, he would remember. We talked about his dad. We talked about what I was doing. He would remember. But it was like in that moment, yes, when he didn't stop and talk to me, my friend, yes, it was an embar- was it embarrassing for me, 100%. Um, I thought he would like see me and like, oh, my God. But of course, if she's a lot of people, I had to, I needed more of an opportunity to, to remind him. One day, one yeah, he was at the, he was at the Townsend Hotel. That's correct. One day, I'll interview him on the Power Hour and or not the Power Hour on the Raz Report, and we'll we'll talk about it. That's what I'll do one day. Okay, 
make sure um, there's story in the meantime. Well, what what stocks are you watching today, Raz, or this week? Yeah, oh. did you catch my Google trend data? No, I did not. What happened? Oh, you would like it, man. I'm looking at some outdoor plays that you mention all the time. Yeti. Um, oh, yeah, I, I've seen that. I saw that. What's Yeti at right now, boss? Uh, it's not looking bad. Let me pull it up. Yeti right now is at $85. Fuck you. Sorry. Yeah, I, I feel that too. If there Look were that rip. here. Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's sorry. a rip. I'm sorry, Spencer, but I will share my account in one second. Don't you so watch the show. I don't. I understand. I know. I know. Happy Muhammad's gonna get pissed right now. I understand. But let me show. Let me clear my throat and show you what's up. Yeti's at eighty-five dollars. Okay. Share my screen. Let's show. Let's show. Pre-market nothing. Pre-market nothing. What are you talking about? I was seeing if there's any pre-market trading. There isn't. Oh yeah, yeah. You stay. You stay ahead of the breaking alerts. All right. Here's the Razman. Yes, I call myself third party. Razman. He buys Yeti at two hundred. Let's make it bigger. He he buys Yeti at two hundred dollars, twenty eight dollars. Then Razman sells it because he's a schmo. Then he buys calls, and that was good. Then he bought three hundred shares at forty two, forty three. Sold fifty at forty nine, and sold the rest at forty nine fifty. That is why I said F you. I would love to hear the uh, what your opinion is on my top pick that I just mentioned, ULCC Frontier Airlines. This is definitely a Jason stock for sure. Yeah, so so yes. so I, I'm I'm for it, man. I, I'm honestly for it because um, I own the Jets ETF. I own Delta. I was on Delta. They got some new planes. I was just on. The planes are crowded. The traveling is happening. The restaurants are are booming. Um, I'm for it. I got rid of that one. I'm in. A couple other ones, but you know I love Spirit. Um, we got Spirit, yes, we do. We got Spirit. How about you? But uh, you guys, we got, we got, we got. Yes, we got to move to something else, though. Okay. What, right. what you got for us? If you're in this room, what stock pick have I been talking about in the chat? What stock pick have I been talking about for months? What stock pick? Oh, there's a lot, man. Uh, Upwork, no, no, Fiverr, no. Mitch, Mitch, Spencer. Shh. Let the guys do it. I'm guessing around. Oh, you can do that. Fine. I'm Let, guessing around. Guessing around. Put some ideas which, one, which one have I had a, a, a high degree of confidence in? I'm trying, to remember what, I'm trying to remember what you haven't sold. Like, you sold the, ta- the taste. You sold of course, RKT. You know, well, people, people have, okay, Rocket. everyone's writing it. I looked up. Guys, everyone. Rocket, Rocket, Daniel Rocket. Webcoin. No, Daniel Webcoin, Prime Suspect, DDD. Um, I said there's one stock you had to own. And if you did not own this stock, there's something wrong with you. Because I said, there's one stock you have to own. I go, this is my friend, friend Brian. My, when my friend Brian gives me a stock pick. I buy it, no, question at, no questions asked. I had him on the show, BTN, BTN. So BTN took off this week, took off. And we broke the stories on it too. Benzinga broke stories on it. BTN, look at this, up 78%. It's my biggest position I've ever bought in my life. In terms of, I don't think there was options on it. So I bought BTN, the biggest position I ever, ever purchased in my life of a stock. I bought it at 270, 240, 250, 260. I mean, I'll even show you. Here's a chart. Here's yeah, a big rip. Breakout city. Hold on. We're going to do it this way. Are we sharing my screen? I'll share it once. Yeah, we, we got it. Okay. Um, I know Central is not like this. Uh, Ryan Faluna just texted me. Doesn't he know I'm on the air? Probably not. Why? I don't know. He's, he needs to be watching. He's not watching. Okay, that's his problem. Yep. That's his loss. Smash that like. 
Subscribe. <laughs> oh wait, wait. We have to remember to play the video, Mitch. Don't forget. Yeah, that. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We got something special. Play right. special. Wait, one second. Before you do the video, before you do the video. All right, guys. BTN, the Kai Trader, Jackass Jason. It's a new name, Jackass Jason. He sold five thousand, six thousand shares, but then he bought at two forty-seven. Then he bought at two forty-nine. Then he bought at two fifty-one. Then Jackass Jason came around again, but then he got back in. He's like, "What is Jackass Jason doing?" So then two fifty, two seventy, buy a thousand. Buy, 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 buy. I did my options exercise, but I have more. I have more options. You can see down there. I have September's, um, and then bu and buy. And I haven't sold a share. So look at that. I kept my conviction. I kept buying. And at the same time, I told you guys I was buying. I told you this was one of my ones that I didn't have to think about. And and you have to understand if you have the, the Benzinga Pro Premium product, I give these things. But I don't have a hundred percent. Picks on every pick. So there's some picks like I bought Spirit Airlines. I love it and I'm up 40% on it, but it was one where I had a little bit less conviction than BTN. Um, Upwork, I had the same conviction as I had on BTN. Same conviction on Upwork. Same conviction on Express Spa. Those, um, this is not helpful. Okay, Brubby. All right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, I, um, BTN does have options. I'm sorry. I should have bought more options. You're right. I didn't, I, I should have bought more options. That was a mistake, right? Uh, in hindsight, yeah. But, yeah, but but like, uh, so but you already had the, you already had the common, right? Uh, a winner's a winner, man. You so, can't be mad. So I yeah. But my losses are but but but, I mean, look at you're, you're talking. If your about, losses are too big, then you just got to worry about position sizing. But, but uh, you're talking about right now your frontier. I got killed on some airlines. Look at these airlines I'm getting killed on. Um, they're not moving like the way. Let's see. Let's see when we um, trip. Look at look at trip right here. I'm getting killed on trip. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. I'm down to fourteen percent. So do you think TripAdvisor can come back? Yes, I think TripAdvisor and Trivago can come back. But the problem is that they're definitely downtrending right now. So it's going to take a little bit. Yeah. Wait, right wait, which is the one that was weak even before COVID? Was that Trivago? I think it was Trivago. Yeah, Trivago. Yep. Yep, yeah, that so, was one so, on my radar. That was week before COVID, so that so was. Let, I mean, just... So let's talk about what stocks to buy now, right? Like, like what do we want to do? Uh, buy, sell. What do we want to do? For, right? Like, what? What do you, Mitch, Mitch and Spencer? What is? What yeah. is the community talking about? I'm going to tell you my picks. Um, what I bought yesterday, but what? What? What is the community talking about? Well, Mitch just gave a few picks. Um, uh, before he was on, and I actually do agree with with the Frontier Airlines thing because it, it it's it's a new player in the game. And people are going to want to say, okay, well, what hasn't gone? What hasn't run? Well, Frontier hasn't run because it hasn't had the chance to run yet. Got it. So, so uh, I, you know, no, I'm not. I think it, it's part of like why I picked Fubo. Good timing on the IPO. Right. Timing, timing is so important on an IPO. People don't understand how important that is to play into the story. So they didn't come out last year, guys. They came out this year, and I think that's important too because that just shows that they're trying to get that that vaccine sentiment that sentiment come back into the company at the right time so that's why i'm keeping an eye on it um one that i'd mentioned it's more expensive probably too expensive for a, a lot of us to invest in but booking booking I, I think they really adapted um they're not so focused on their hotel side of the business they're more focused on competing with airbnb they have some uh, they're they're vast uh, range over the whole international market can give them that lift uh, I think you, you know you see booking through that twenty five hundred price point. Okay, 
So yeah, and I and I've been a long time uh, a booking guy, but let's um, what I bought yesterday or didn't I've owned and I still believe in, um, and I'm down on it, guys. You, you, when I show my BTN being up, you guys, I'm not a cherry picker. I'm just a, I'm a radical candor, transparent guy, and that's just one I went big on and it worked out. So here are a couple that I'm down on. I'm down on six. You pulled up in the Benzinger Pro screen, whoever owns the yeah, investors. Yeah, what do you got? SIX, I'm down 6% on six. Um, I don't know. And guys, don't go buy six. I'm not trying to talk my book. I'm not trying to move the stock. I don't care if anyone buys it. I just um, want to go to this, the, the six. Thank you, man. Um, so I don't see Mitch and Spencer how six is not at 60. You can quote me, video me, clip me. I don't see how six is not at 60 come August. I don't see it in any which way, unless there's a huge Corona breakout again and people don't get their vaccine. But other than that, six is at 60. That's my, that's my, I'm just going to compare that to fun real quick because it's the same, same damn business. Um, I agree with you there, Jason. 100%. Six is at 60. I have a small position, um, but I'll get, I'll get better. Okay. Um, uh, do you, do you look at SeaWorld. Yep. C's. SeaWorld. I don't even know SeaWorld's a company. Yeah. S E A S. I mean, it's all the same business, right? Don't do S E A S. Wait. If it's what I think it is, no. is it really SeaWorld? It really is SeaWorld. It really is. I guess then fine. I have a chart right here. Look Look at this chart. What would you think it is? Look at this one week chart. I didn't. Okay. I did not know that. Okay. So, yeah. So, six is going to move on that. I thought it was something else, Spencer. That is like a dead NASDAQ that actually wants to buy Benzinga. So that's why I was like, don't do that. Okay. It's not, we're not, we're not doing the deal anyways. I'm not. All right. All I don't, right. Good. Don't want, I don't think you want to be a public company CEO, Spencer, do you? No, hell no. You, can, you, you think I want to answer to people like me? No. Yeah. yeah. Now, Puerto Rico, that doesn't sound too bad. No, that, that we're doing. That's a done deal. <laughs> there is an, Benzinga will have an office in Puerto Rico come, um, but come June, guaranteed. Yeah, I okay? speak Spanish. Um, I'll run it. <laughs> you really speak Spanish? Yeah, claro que hablo español. Tú no sabes eso. All right. I, Vas a tener que emprender. All right. All right. Wait, wait. wait. I, things I, in the I, back I, understood I understood that. I understood that. You said, uh, said he, he said to buy Doge. I, I that's what you, you got it. The, the dogs come barking, right? Uh, all right. So I, I got a couple more stocks, real quick, guys. Yeah. Let's do I, it. Which ones? I know, I know it's going. So this one, this is that's one going to be the most controversial pick I have. Because I'm a big eater of Wingstop, and it's down seven percent <laughs> since I bought it. Seven percent. I'm down seven percent on Wingstop. Um, so I own it still. I bought more shares yesterday. Well, wasn't this stock ripping based off of like a, a song or something like that? It was like a lemon and pepper wings with rappers or something. It, this is oh, it's always been an expensive stock for for some reason. Uh, when you compare this to like other restaurants, Wingstop has always had a really high multiple. Wingstop. And Chipotle and Shake Shack are super expensive restaurant stocks. I never really got why. Uh, and 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 Jason said he, he you know he like he likes the stock, he likes the product. Um, but this has always been a. a I mean, just look, you know, zoom out for you. I mean, look, look at Wingstop the last few years. It's insane. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so loving it, loving it. Nice. So last night I went and got Krispy Kreme donuts. Crispy, you didn't send me any. Wait, what? Just, come on, man. I got it for Zinger Nation, Zinger Nation. Um, and if you guys <laughs> you got your own custom donut, I want a custom donut, I'm in, man. I'm in New York in Midtown today. And if you want, um, you know, or if you want a track jacket, see, look at that. 
Okay, look at track jacket. Boom. I have a lot of hoodies. Ooh, track jacket. Okay, so um, I got the, the Krispy Kreme thing going. All right, a couple more things. So that wing stop I bought. Let me go to my – let me show you what I executed on, actually. Okay. Um, the transparency. We need transparency. Let's see what I bought because – what I bought says a lot more than what I sold, right? Uh, hey guys, let's get to one thousand likes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's bring this up, guys. We're at six hundred thirty-nine. Let's go. Let's get to one thousand. Here we go. I'm gonna share my screen again, and that's, that's what I'm gonna do. All right. Um, do you guys, if you guys love the show, press one and slam the like. You know, I know you. Are, some people already, uh, some people already slammed the like, but so all right. Here, here's here's what we go. Um, oh my God, you have to give us twenty bucks if I didn't make weight. You're right, Brett Dorfman. I did not weigh in today. All right. What's the deal? I have to give 20 bucks to each person if I didn't make the weight? I forgot about that. Oh, shoot, Brett Dorman. I cannot eat those wing stops. Someone needed to rhyme me that. Okay. So I got to weigh in. I know I was 211. I got to weigh in if I'm 208. I'm here in New York. I don't have a scale. Okay. Let's let's talk about um, – I'll buy Doge. I'll buy Doge if it gets 1,000 likes. Whatever you want. Um, okay. So I'll buy Doge. So here's what I bought yesterday, guys. Um, wing stop because I was hungry. I bought Win Vegas. I should have bought Caesars, a Mitch and Spencer. Wow. Caesars has been taken off. I picked Win because I want to put the win in Vegas and win. So I picked that. I sold some Voyager yesterday. First, I got into this VISL because of our another podcast that loves it. It's been the biggest loser of a stock that I've ever had. Like I, it's down fifty percent. So someone said I was cherry picking my winners. No, I don't cherry pick my winners. I actually talk more about my losers than my winners, to be honest. Um, Gan, I sold at the highs, but I've sold more now at the lows. And then I bought more, um, I bought more, uh, Delta and then I sold HOFV. I don't know why I owned Magnite MGNI. I'm trying to own a little bit less stocks. I have too much. I have too many stocks. Um, I have too much stocks. So I, I'm trying to get rid of some stocks. So I got rid of that. Um, and then Mogo as well. So that's that's my account. That's what I'm doing right now. I don't have a pick for you to say go all in. Yes, six. How is six not at sixty come August? I don't know. So I own six. If it goes down ten percent, six. Mitch, Mitch and Spencer, I will buy more six. That I can tell you. So if you want to, you know, I'm telling you, I'll buy more six. Um, and yes, you have to, James. You're probably right. Wing growth is maybe priced in. You're probably right, sir. Here, here's what I would say to you. It's okay. I like the company. I want to own the stock. That's it. They're the franchises. There's my friend Brian is a food expert, like the franchise expert. There's a lot of states that Wingstop's not even in. There's a lot of um, growth ahead of it. That is my take. The amount of margin they make per store is substantial. So because of that, that is why I bought it. There's a, definitely a bunch of regions that Wingstop is not in. It has a good brand. So. Um, yeah, I, Vegas, Wingstop, uh, GAN took off to a number. I own SGMS. I still like GAN. Don't get me wrong. Um, Jason, yeah. I have a question. What do you think about Ruth? What? what do you think about Ruth? Ruth's Hospitality Group. Oh, R-U-T-H. I got you. I know that's a hard word to say. Ruth's like roots. I get it. Okay, what's it, what's it at? $7 something right now? What are we 25 about? off of support there, hanging out. Right. Has a lot of restaurants under its belts. I mean – you're talking uh, 150 you, fine dining restaurants. You, you know what I've also liked? I've liked, uh, not for any real reason, but ARKR. 
which is Arc Restaurants, which is Arc like, Restaurants. There you go. I didn't not, even know that existed. Not associated with Kathy Wood in any way, but people might think it is. That might happen. <laughs> they might catch it. Okay, so, How did they even get away with this? Okay. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Arc Restaurants was around before Arc Invest, but all right. Luke sold Voyager because he's nuts. Okay, that's why. Okay, but um, uh, this Arc Restaurants. I just talked to Kathy Wood a, a couple days ago. Oh, yep. Neil's in the way. Okay, I have a couple asks. Okay. Yeah, so I'm wearing this track jacket or whatever you call it, a hoodie, whatever. Yep. If you guys listening to the show, this is Spencer's. This is me doing promo now. So I'm doing promo now. If you want to mute me, feel free. Dennis, mute me because I'm doing a little promo. If you're listening to the show, please, even if you don't have an E-Trade account, even if you don't, go to E-Trade. There's a contact us. Google E-Trade contact us. Hit it. Ask if they have been, say you want your Benzinga news because it's faster. It's better. Put attention, Chris Larkin, or attention, Dave Keir, and say we want our Benzinga news. If you do that and you send a screenshot, just take a screenshot, you know how to do that, send the email to powerhour at benzinga.com, powerhour at benzinga.com. Um, link be is in the description. Link is in the description. Oh, yeah. link is in the chat also. A, a screenshot to powerhour at benzinga.com. We will send you great swag. You, your kid, if your kid wants a Benzinga jacket, just give us your sizes and your address. We have a lot of swag in our office. Um, Sousa, Neil will be on in a minute. We know it. We, we know you. We, Sousa, we know you like Neil. We got it. We see it right there. So I see you smiling, Sousa. Neil will be on in a minute. Oh, someone took your screenshot off. I don't know why, but whatever. Yeah, that was me. So, okay. Hater Spencer. Spencer, don't like you, Sousa. I don't know why. Um, so please, E-Trade, you can send, say, Chris Larkin. Or um, whoever, we would appreciate if you don't say don't say Chris Larkin or whoever. Just say Chris Larkin or you know Dear You Trade. Don't say or whoever. That's true. Um, or, or David Kier, but yeah, that was a good point, Spencer. Thank you. You don't say or whoever. That's say or whoever. Yeah, please. So, I, so to Mitch's question though, I didn't answer it. I copped out on it, and I hate when people do that in interviews. I like Ruth Chris. I like it a lot. I would probably be a buyer, but what I'm really shocked at, Mitchell, is that it's at 25. I had this at seven dollars. I got out of it. I owned this at seven dollars, so I was shocked. I didn't swear because I already used my swear jar. I didn't swear, but that is Bruce Chris. If you believe that we're getting out of Corona, if you believe that, you literally okay. God, Doge, Doge. I own my Doge. I'm buying Doge. So I just bought some Doge. Does that mean I get likes? Do I need to prove it? What do you What do you want? I, I we need likes. We need subscribes. We have 86,000 subscribers on Benzinga's YouTube. If we don't get to 100,000 in 10 days, we have to cut out four shows a day. So whatever it takes, set up 10 accounts. We don't care. Please, <laughs> please, please give us some likes. Give us some love because we love you back. Hey, hey, Jason, me. Jason, do you, do you want to see uh, what some of our guests, what nice things some of our guests have said about us? Yeah. I tell all my CEOs, this is a very, very, very important platform. And look, all the other platforms are important too, but you're up there now. You're way up there. Best investments you can do in your future is actually go and, and, and re-educate yourself on, on credible sites, incredible resources like, uh, like Benzinga. You guys have been killing it. The comment section on this show is remarkable. Like, like the quality of the combo and just big shout out to you and your community. So I love about you guys, you know, you just had the, all your callers in right then. And it's all about the community here at Benzinga.
Okay. You guys heard it. So it's like. So that is awesome. What I would add to it is Zinger Nation. We have some crazy nice comments from Zinger Nation. I would take like like seven, 60 of them and put them like in a in a scrolling thing, Mitchell. If you can figure out how to do that. Zinger yeah. Nation, write some comments. We'll screenshot capture it so we include you. That thing is awesome, by the way. Um, hey, well, I'll give a call out to the chats if you guys want to be included in that. Nail it in the chat right now. Or do whatever you need to do, Mitch, but that'd be so sweet to include Zinger Nation because we're here because of you guys. You know, Nick Gary Vee is cool, but Nick yeah. Malucci, Nick Malucci is a lot cooler. Happy Muhammad, a lot cooler. And the guy that ripped me earlier that said I wasn't helpful with my picks from last week or two weeks ago, you're a lot cooler, you know? The, the haters and the people that say nice things are just as equal. You know why? You know why, Mitchell? Why? Because, because... He wasn't prepared for you to say yes. Why? No, <laughs> no, no, okay. no. Because they're here. They're talking about you. I mean, Spencer, if they're not saying mean things about you or talking about you, then you're you you're worth like you're worthless. LeBron James has people that love him and hate him. If LeBron James wanted everyone to love him, Spencer, he'd come out and like just like say all nice things, not be controversial at all at all times. Okay. He wants that. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. And a lot of guys here at Benzinger don't realize that. It's part of the game. You have to have both sides of it. Maybe, and that's what they maybe, do. Maybe one day we'll, we'll, we'll do a special where we, we share all the crazy, crazy things people have said to us, uh, good and bad. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's like true. Insane, insane things. That- we should do a show with that. Read that one guy's email that wanted a job at Benzinga, that, that letter. That's what I'm talking about. That's you one, one no of fear, many, No fear. One of many examples, some crazy things we've gotten. But the more, um, you, the more you talk, the more you do stuff, the more you give opinions, um, you know, the more people. Vegas is a good question. You know why I go now? Because everyone is haters, like in, in general. I like I looked at Spencer Israel three days ago. He slacked one of our colleagues and he was talking shit about me. And he didn't know I can, I can read their, everyone's slacks. And he was talking shit about the Razman. I don't remember that, but all right, if you say so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Deny, deny, deny. Deny, deny. I'm, I'm just kidding, Spencer. I'm just kidding. I just made that up, okay? Deny, hey, guys, deny. if you guys want to see me do more of these clips with Google Trends and give you guys some uh, story that I'm looking at so that you guys can find some trades, definitely check out Benzinga Clips. Uh, Benzinga's clips is where I'm going to be putting these on guys. I'm going to have my own playlist so you guys can watch these definitely become a subscriber. Benzinga clips guys. All right. And we're, we're and, you, and, and you guys, um, you guys give Benzinga clips a follow a subscribe button. It's a new, it's a new channel. Um, and, uh, you know, and hurt scrambler, do your stuff. Do your, do your, do your. Go, let's go, let's go. We're open. Smash the like we're open. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Jason, you're punching the screen, and I'm going to get you off now. Uh, remember today's show, sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Go to rockwelltrading.com. You wish, Spencer. You're never getting me off. That was pretty good, excellent. <laughs> if you're listening via podcast, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.